0: The views of Radio for Brooklyn and staff or management thank you for listening and have a dope day.
1: Good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all my blessed and highly favored people doing? I know many of you were probably wondering what was going on last week. I was off and things didn't go exactly as planned. But, you know, with everything happening in the world today, Anything's possible, right? So we just got to take it in stride. We just have to roll with the punches. But I'm back. And hey, what can I tell you? But so how is everybody doing? How was your week? How are you dealing with this weather? Do some of you love it? Do some of you hate it? You know, depending where you are it seems like every place in the world now is, seems to be on fire. I haven't seen a place on the map that had decent temperatures. I mean, everything's been 90 and above, even in Europe. In Europe, they're getting 100 degrees. From what I understand from people that I know that's from there in England, they said it never gets hotter than if you get 85. They consider that a heat wave over there. Can you imagine? 85 degrees to them is a heat wave. So for 100 degrees, those people are melting. They're melting. Because from what I was being told, they don't have air conditioning in there. They don't have air conditioners over there because it never gets that hot. So I just, I don't know. With a fan blown around at 100 degrees and there's no AC anywhere? That's kind of hard, right? But how are you guys dealing with the weather? How are you guys enjoying this? Well, I'm in New York where everybody else is. You know, you guys are all over the place. But for us here in New York, we're having a good old fashioned New York summer. And I have to say, it's been a long time since we've had weather like this in the city. So all I have to say is for everyone to make sure you stay hydrated so that you don't pass out. You know, make sure you keep those fluids and those electrolytes in your system because it could happen really quickly. Like I went out to the supermarket the other day, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, one of those days, and the supermarket is maybe six blocks from my house, maybe six blocks. But the walk to get there, it's all sunshine, there's like no shade because you walk past the school and... You walk past other stores, so it's just like all open. It's just sunshine. So I walk there in the supermarket. Of course, you know, it's air-conditioned, of course. You're walking around, and I'm doing my little, you know, whatever I have to do, take care of my errands on the avenue. By the time I walked back home and I got to my front door, I felt like I was getting lightheaded. And I wasn't outside in the sun, per se, that long. But just the heat itself rising up from the concrete on the sidewalk and then having on a mask as you're walking, it takes your breath away. So anybody that's wearing a mask and you're walking and with this heat and the sun and make sure you just take your time, make sure you have your water Make sure you're just prepared because I would hate for anything to happen to you guys. So, hey, okay. now I can do a little bit of housekeeping. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for all the latest news and new programming and upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org newsletter. And also, if you've missed any of my other episodes, you can find them on my show page at Radio Free Brooklyn. You can find them on Spotify, on Apple, and all other podcast platforms. And if you want to reach me, you can reach me at www.ksaytoday today on Instagram and WWKS. Well actually it's what would K say is actually what would k say at gmail so it's wwk say today on instagram and what would k say at gmail.com so today we're going to pick up where we left off the last time talking about angels so we could have this as angels part 2 and the last time we were together we began to look at who angels are why god created them and what they do and angels have shown us that they can be either messengers, guardians, they can be warriors, they can be worshipers, they guard, they guard the entrance of Eden to make sure that nobody gets in there and gets to that tree of life, and they serve as messengers, like I said, to God's people, and they also fight besides God's leaders. So here's some more interesting facts concerning angels. Like I told you the last time, sometimes angels are called cherubim and they are winged angelic like beings described um, in biblical tradition as attending to God. So, you know, they're like they're in heaven and they're worshiping holy, 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 saying that to God all day long. But some of them are called seraphim. And they also tend to God as he sits on the throne. So they have different names, and that would make sense. That would make sense, even though we don't know their actual names. Like, we know Michael, who's the archangel. He's like the highest angel, order of angel. We know Gabriel. But the other angels, if you know the way God is and how he makes everything unique, he's not going to do a cookie-cutter you know, he's not going to use a cookie cutter to, do, you know, to create angels. He's not going to just say, oh, okay, all the angels are all going to be the same. They're all going to look the same. They're all going to do the same thing. No, that's not the way God is. Everything that God creates is unique unto itself. Even though we're humans, each and every one of us as a human is an individual. We're all different. We're all unique. We all have our own certain characteristics about us. And I believe that's the same thing that pertains to angels. If he created the angels and he took the time to create them, I could just imagine that each angel is an individual. So we know some of them as cherubim. We know some of them as seraphim. I'm sure there's probably a whole host of different names that we can, that they probably have that they walk around in heaven, they look differently or they might look alike or some of them might look alike, some of them might not look alike. I'm sure they're not all the same size. I'm sure they're probably different sizes, just like people come in different sizes and shapes and colors and dispositions. But the one thing that they do all have in common, the one thing that they all have in common, they're all subjected to Christ and they're all subjected to God. They take their orders strictly from God and Christ. God the Father, God the Son. And we see that in 1 Peter 3.22. And now Christ is in heaven sitting in the place of honor next to God the Father with all the angels and powers of heaven bowing before him and obeying him. So that's what, that's what they're there for. Besides being, yes, messengers and warriors and guardians, they're there to obey and bow down to whatever God the Father says, God the Son says. And angels have limitations. They're just not able to be in all places at all times, nor do they have powers. And Jude tells us how Michael, who was the archangel, he was having an argument with Satan concerning matters that were dealing with Moses. And Satan, of course, you know, he's so antagonistic. You know, he's just a troublemaker because he's so unhappy because of the decisions that he's made. You know, just like we say as humans, misery loves company. Just imagine Satan made a decision. Or just imagine you have a friend. They make a decision. They're unhappy with their decision, and now everybody that they come in contact with has to be miserable because they're miserable because of the decision that they made. That's just how you can imagine Satan. Satan made a decision. He decided he wanted to be top dog. He said everybody should bow down and worship him. Okay? He didn't get his way because how are you going to tell God that You want to now take his position. He created you. That's like you telling your mother, you know what? I think I'm going to be the mother now. You have to listen to everything I say, and I'm going to run this family, or I'm going to run whatever is going on. You know that's not happening. We have, as children that had parents, know that wasn't happening. So it was the same instance as with God. If God created everything, how's he going to have the things that he created tell him what they're going to do, and they're now taking over, and they want everybody to bow down and worship them? So Satan made this decision. Of course, you know God probably laughed when he looked at him and heard him. And he had other angels that were fool enough to believe that he could actually pull this off, and they followed him. So now Satan, of course, He antagonizes everybody because he knows his time is short. He knows nobody's going to worship him. I mean, yes, he's going to get those that are going to follow him because there are some humans now that are doing everything contrary to what God wants them to do. And anything that you do contrary to God is as if you're following Satan, although you're not saying you're a Satan worshiper. But anything that you do contrary to God, of course, it's going to make him happy because he doesn't want anybody to follow anything that God has to say. So. Michael was having an argument with Satan, and they were getting you know, going back and forth, going back and forth, and Michael's reply to Satan was, the Lord rebuke you, and you can find that in Jude one nine. but it was just like, the Lord rebuke you, whereas Michael wasn't going to stand there and go toe-to-toe and fight Satan. He doesn't have that power, but it was like, why should I even bother? It was more of a thing of, I'm sure, why should I even bother? Because I'm arguing with somebody that doesn't even matter. You're not even up here anymore. You're not even with us anymore. And we know that you're upset because you're not with us. We know that you're upset because you've lost your place. So I'm going to actually stand there and argue with you. And for what? And, you know, you've run into people like that sometimes, too. When you look at them, you're like, I'm going to actually have an argument with you about something that doesn't even matter because what you say is irrelevant because what I do or what I represent or what I'm doing is going to happen anyway. So why am I going to argue with you? And I'm sure that was the same type of mindset that Michael was probably thinking when he was talking to Satan or having that little back and forth with him. So now angels, because I mean, just think about it. When God created the insects, when he created the animals, we, he created human beings. Look how many different species of insects that we have. And I use insects because I still don't understand their purpose, but that's not for me to understand. <laughs> so, but just think about it. When God creates things, he creates them in abundance. So, of course, you know he's created angels in abundance. He's created so many angels that there are too many to count. There are so many angels in heaven that we could never, ever, 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 ever count them. And we see that in Psalm 68, 17 and Revelations five eleven and 68, 17 first. The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them as in Sinai in the holy place. And Revelations 5.11, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures, the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. So there were so many angels that when John was talking about when he was saw in the heavens, he couldn't couldn't even begin to count how many thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels there were. But we have to remember, like I said, the most important reasons why angels exist is because they were created to worship God the Father and God the Son. And we see this in Revelations 5.12. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And they just all day long sing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. All day. Can you just imagine? Just imagine if you were to just close your eyes and just imagine thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon th- can i say thousands any more times around the throne of god worshiping god all day long just singing holy 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 Just giving him praise. Now, you know how when we give God praise, we're saying, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, amen, bless the name of the Lord, bless, you know, bless Jesus, bless our Savior. We're just saying all those things. So could you just imagine thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels giving God praise all day? long, if you could just be in that presence, do you know what it would feel like? You would feel like you had been elevated to another level. I mean, just because when you think about it, if you're in a church service, for those of you have that have been in church services and you know, the spirit gets high In the service, when you're singing and the Spirit just falls on you and you're just singing and you're just praising God, you know how you feel, just you as an individual, and you standing there with other worshipers. You know how you feel at that moment. Now, mind you, you're doing this here on earth in a brick-and-mortar building. God is—you don't see him because he's not there in front of you. So if you can get that euphoric feeling in a church, in a building, even in your room, sometimes if you get into heavy, heavy praise and worship, you could do it in your own home, just you by yourself and the spirit will just fall on you and you will just be so elated and you're just so happy and just at peace. Can you imagine what that, feels like in heaven with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels doing that. And you're not even opening your mouth at the moment. You're just standing there, taking it all in listening to them and feeling the glory of being in his presence. That is just going to be so phenomenal. So for not just to see that and just experience that. And now I know why sometimes when, um, I used to say when I was, I guess, just new in Christ, I'll say a babe in Christ, which sometimes I still think I'm a babe in Christ because of some of the things I do. But that's another story. When I was a babe in Christ and I would be, oh, you know, I have so many questions for God. I'm, I'm, when, when I finally get to see him, I'm going to ask him why was such a, such a, such a, such a, such a, such because we all say we all want to ask God all these questions and we want to know why and we want to know why. And I used to have a friend and I'll never forget. She always used to say. When we get to heaven, we're going to be in so much awe that we, won't, we will totally forget all the questions that we could have ever possibly wanted to ask God. And when I think about just talking about the angels and what they do, and when I was just describing the, just the worship that they give to God continuously, when you're in the presence of that, once you know what it feels like here on earth, When you get into that presence, now I understand what she was saying when she said, yeah, you're you going to forget all those questions. The last thing you're going to have on your mind is a question because you're just going to be basking in all the glory that is heaven, that is God. You're just going to be in such awe to be in that peace, to just be able to be in that peace. That surpasses, yes, you won't even be able to understand how peaceful it's going to be. And those angels are going to just continuously be singing glory, glory, glory. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. And those angels that are doing their job, that are on their job doing it, (laughs) that's why it's like when he said, if you don't open your mouth and praise me, the rocks will cry out and praise me. The trees, when they sway in the wind, they're praising him. So everything that he's created gives him praise. So when you think about it on that level, why would we not? Why would we not give him praise? Especially knowing his son died on the cross for our sins. Why would we not give him praise? Something to think about. But now, Angels are also associated with numbers. And it's been said, numerologists say, that, you know, there's an idea that numbers carry with them a certain energy and meaning in the universe. And whether you believe in astrology and numerology and all those things, you have to know that all those things God created numbers, He created numbers. You The stars. So all those things, of course, you know they're going to have energy attached to it. They're going to have some type of force attached to it because everything with God is is a moving, living thing, right? So there's an idea that numbers carry with them certain energy and meaning. And when you see a series of numbers repeatedly, like say on a receipt or a license plate or a clock or maybe even an address or a phone number, it's said that these occurrences are angel numbers and that the angels are trying to get a message to you, especially if you've been praying about something or looking for an answer for something. They say when you see these numbers repetitively, repetitively, that they mean something. Like if you see 111, Or 1111. Numerologists say it means it stands for intuition. If you see 222, it's alignment. 333 is support. 444 is protection. 555 means change. 666 is reflection. Now, a lot of times we associate 666 with the devil, but numerologists associate 666 with reflection. Seven, 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 of course, is blessings or luck. Eight, eight, eight is balance. Nine, nine, nine is release. So they say when you see those numbers repeated like that, the angels are trying to tell you something. And it's a a message that's trying to come forth to you. So, and I remember one time, I remember one time, the same woman that told me that once you get into heaven, you're going to just be in so much, awe, you're not going to ask God any questions. She told me one time that she was at a, she was at a, I think she was at a revival. And do you guys remember that? Remember when we used to have revivals back in the day? (laughs) She said she was at a revival and the pastor pointed her out and she was all the way in like in the back and he was talking and he was like, you right there. She was like, why is he pointing me out? So he was talking to her and giving her a message from the Lord. But one of the messages that he gave to her was her angel, her guardian angel was standing over her because he was saying, I can, I know the Lord is around you. I know the Lord is keeping you covered. He's like, because I see your angel. He says, but your angel is so tall that his head is outside of the building. I just see his body, body meaning whatever body he saw, with like wings, but the wings was like covering her. But the rest of the body of the angel was so tall that he was telling her that he couldn't even see the top of his head because it was through the building. But he could see the presence of the guardian angel standing behind her. So I always remember that story that she told me when she said that about her guardian angel and how she would always say everybody had a guardian angel. And I do believe that everybody does get an angel that everybody does get one, probably assigned to them to watch over them. Cause you know, there's just sometimes that things will happen and they don't happen or you'll go to, you'll go one way, but then the spirit will tell you to go another way. And it could have, it saved, you You know, like, wow, if I'd have been over there just two minutes li- earlier, I could have been caught up in whatever, whatever. So, When you think about the angels that are in heaven and to think that, you know, one is assigned to each one of us and they're just so large. Because to me, when I think of everything with God, I always think of it everything larger than what we are because God is just everywhere. So it's massive. So, of course, I could imagine these angels, although they do come as humans, too, because we know that when they went to Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, they appeared to Lot as men. And they were angels, but they did appear as men. So angels, I'm sure they appear in different ways that we can see them and talk to them and understand what's going on with them. But I think that when they're in heaven, they're just in, in their, when they're in their state, like we're in a human body, but when we go to heaven, we're going to be in a, in our true form. I'm sure they are probably larger than life, right? So that's our little conclusion about angels and what they do and how they play an important role in our life and an even bigger role in what they have to do with worshiping the Father. So with that, I think it's time for us to take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say Here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like.
0: I was there when your life began. Drew the lines in the palm of your hand. Heard you cry, did you think I'd let you go? I was there when you took a step. Held your mom and she held her breath. Walked with you when you thought you were alone. I was there, did you think I'd let you go? Till the storm had passed. Heard your prayers, did you think I'd ever leave? I was there in the darkest night, crawled with you in some morning light.
1: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. Now let's see, Op-Ed, well, of course, you know, we have to take the most important information. I mean, the most important news bite is that Biden has COVID, right? And the reason why that's so important, well, there's two things. First of all, COVID is going to be everybody's best friend. COVID is not racist. COVID is all-inclusive. COVID is diverse. COVID doesn't care who you are, where you come from, how much money you make. COVID is like, I want to get to know you and I want to be a part of you, right? A friend of mine was... Chuckling with me. And he says, Before everything is done, everybody's going to have COVID. Everybody is going to get COVID. You might be able to escape it for a little while, but everybody's going to get it. So, right now, we have our president. He has COVID. And what makes that so concerning is because of his age, you know, they always say the older you are, the more, you know, it can do more damage to you. But the good thing is, he is vaxxed with two, the two shots, and he's had his two boosters, and he's experiencing mild symptoms, whereas, you know, it's the runny nose, it's the dry cough, things of that nature, as some body aches. But just imagine, had he not a got a vaccine, and they also have him on that, uh, that viral drug Flaxavid, flaxavid I don't know how you say it, Flaxavid, whatever. So they have him taking that also. And he said that his body is responding to it. So now, could you imagine had he not have been vaccinated? And I'm not saying this against anybody that's not vaccinated. It's your own personal choice. But I'm just saying for him, had he not have been vaccinated, what would have, What would he be going through now? What would he be experiencing because of his age? And we don't know if he has any other underlying conditions, but just because of his age alone. The man is 79. So could you imagine him having respiratory issues? That's just a lot. I mean, so I'm glad that he's recovering. You know, I'm glad that he's going through the whole thing. You know, it's it's taking its course with him. And he will be feeling better soon. I'm sure his doctors are monitoring everything going on with him, with his blood pressure, with his fever, if he has any. From the last time I heard he didn't have one, but all that I'm sure they're watching very closely. Because you really don't want, you know, things to take a turn. So now we have Biden that's ill. And then he they don't know where he got it from. And he was all over the place. He was in Saudi Arabia. He was in Israel. He was all over the place. He was flying everywhere. So who knows where he got it from? So now, did you hear Putin left Russia and took a trip to Iran? Now imagine that. Putin went to Iran to have a meeting with the Iranian president and the Turkish president. And they were sitting around discussing the activities going on in Syria. And and that's because, you know, Syria is like a little powder keg itself. They have a whole lot of stuff going on over there with the the president of Syria killing people and all this other stuff. So now from what I hear, Iran and Russia are on the same side when it comes to what's going on in Syria. But Turkey's on another side, on the other side of what's going on in Syria. So they both been backing different forces that's been fighting against each other. So I guess the three of them were like, look, you know what? We've been supplying all these, all this ammunition and guns and everything, but we're fighting, we're actually fighting against each other. So I guess they came to a little round table and decided, you know what, we need to get on the same page here with what's going on in Syria. And of course, Iran said they totally backed Putin for what he did in the Ukraine. And when I heard that, I, I was like, I was chuckling because Russia and Iran have had a love-hate relationship with each other over the years. So, but I said, I guess right now it's what, what's that saying? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, because Russia is having problems with the Western world, because you know, everybody cut off their you know, money supply and all this stuff when they went into the Ukraine, and everybody's, you know, you shouldn't have did that. So now Iran is like, hmm, everybody's against Russia. So now I could become Russia's best friend because they're enemies with my enemies. So we could be, you know, partners together. So we have them all in this little huddle over there in Iran having their little meeting. But it's just something to keep an eye on to, you know, see what they're doing over there. Because, you know, when they say when children stop making noise, that's when you need to find out what's happening. As long as they're making noise, you know, you know what they're doing. But once it gets quiet in the next room and there's no noise, you need to go investigate and see what's going on. So I guess that's going to be when they stop making noise, we need to go. We need to find out what they're doing over there. And now, also, did you guys hear Eric Adams said in a news brief last week that Texas and Arizona have been sending the people that's been coming across the border looking for asylum, they've been putting them on buses and sending them to northeastern cities. So I, I didn't know they were doing this, but Eric Adams said, that we've now been receiving busloads of immigrants that have come across the border, coming from the Texas, Arizona area. They're being dropped off here in New York. And now New York has to find housing for them, provide school, some instances, if there's children involved. You know, give them food and things like that, medical attention. And Eric Adams was telling the federal government, you know, who's giving us this extra money to take care of all these extra people? But when I went and I looked deeper into the story, what the governor of Texas is saying, Governor Abbott, I guess he was telling President Biden to come down there and see what's going on with the borders. I guess since... Biden has been in office. They've been telling him he needs to go to the border to see what's going on. And the governor, the governor of Texas said. Since Biden wouldn't take the trip to come and find out what was going on at the borders, we're going to send the borders to Washington. So since Biden didn't want to go to the borders to see what was going on with the people coming across the borders. Well, when they come across the borders, we're just going to put them on a bus and we're going to send them up. To Biden so he could see what's going on with them. But the thing is, so I I laugh. It's not funny. It's not funny because we're talking about human lives here. But I just laugh how they just are putting these people on buses. And now, mind you, they're putting these people on buses. But what are they telling the people? Are they telling the people, oh, when I put you on this bus, you're going to get the answers that you need. So I'm going to send you to the people that can help you. So the people are getting on the bus willingly because they're like, oh, okay, good. I'm finally going to, you know, be able to get what it is that I actually came for. Only to end up in a city to be placed someplace where they're still like, well, am I going to get what I came for? Like, what am I here? You know, why am I here? Like, what's the next step? So I'm just curious, like, what are we going to do? What is the end game with this? Because we really do and i've never really gone into this and it's probably something i do need to look at to get more facts before i could really discuss this we really do need to find out what are we going to do with immigration like how are we going to deal with this situation we have people i told you from before how the people from the ukraine They were going through Mexico because they were going to Mexico as visitors, but then they were coming across the borders to seek asylum. So you have everybody coming in through this Mexican gateway. I call it the Mexican gateway because it seems like everybody's coming in that way. But the only reason why we're paying attention to that side so much because these people are coming in on foot. That's why we see them. We're not even really paying attention to the ones that's landing in the airports because just as many immigrants that we have coming across the border we have them getting off planes too. We have people that come here with visas and, you know, temporary uh temporary statuses that they can come as tourists that just never leave. We have that. That happens too. But people don't pay attention to the fact that we have planes coming from Europe. We have planes coming from everywhere. Where once these people get here. Some of them don't go back. So the way we're screaming about, oh, the border, the border, the border, they're coming across the border, that's because we can visibly see them. We visit, we can visibly see them coming across. We, you know, we see them walking across. But what about the ones that get off in JFK that we just think, oh, they're just traveling. Same thing. If you come here and you're only supposed to be here X amount of time, but you decide not to go back, you're an illegal Same difference, same thing. So it's not just the people coming across the border. We have everyone. It's like an influx that we have coming here to America. And yes, I've heard the story. Oh, we're all immigrants. Oh, we all have a right to be here. I'm not saying that people don't have a right to be here, but there are channels that need to be taken so that you don't have mayors on TV begging the federal government, we need aid to take care of these people. That When you don't do it the proper way, that's when you have an overrun and it becomes a burden on the cities that now have to take care of these people because what are you going to do with them? Where are you sending them back to? You can't send them back. Where are you sending them? So you have to give them food, shelter, um, take care, medical attention. You have to do that. But who now has to foot this bill? So when it comes to immigration, America does have to really sit down, make a plan, decide how you're going to do it. And everyone that comes needs to follow the proper protocol because that's the only way everybody's going to get here and everybody's going to be able to be comfortable and get what it is that they need to get. If not, you're going to have mayors on TV constantly talking about, oh, we need more money from the federal government because now we have all these people here, and what are we supposed to do with them? Which is a valid point. What are we supposed to do with them? If they're all in port authority, what are we supposed to do with them after they get off the bus? Give them a sandwich? I don't understand. I mean, what are we supposed to do? So there needs to be a plan set in place and we need to decide how we're going to handle it because it's, it's not right that these people have to feel displaced the way they feel when they come looking for help and they're being shuffled back and forth. They're just being shuffled back and forth like dice. You're just rolling them down the table and whatever number comes up, that's what happens. That's not fair. That's not fair to them. It's not fair to the people that live here that are now like, okay, well, what are we supposed to do with them? You know, everybody's saying, what are we supposed to do with them? And they're just like, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, everybody's asking the same question, but nobody's coming up with the answer. And I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is. But I know we need to take the time to figure it out because we can't just keep living like this. That's the end of op-ed. So now, our word of the month, because it is still July, it's preparation. And here we go again. If we go back to the immigration, what we were just talking about, the situation with that preparation. Did we prepare for this? We know we have known that we've had an immigration problem for years. This is not something that just came about. This is not something that just happened after the pandemic or after Putin invaded the Ukraine. This has been going on for years. Preparation. Did we prepare? Did we make ready? No. And that's what this word of the month is, preparation. And you see the importance of it, to be prepared for things that may come down the line. Our promise for this week is coming from Genesis 28, 12. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So with that, I want to say everyone have a blessed week. See if you can see your angels. See if you can spot your angels. See if you see any repetitive numbers this week. And then, you know, see if, if you hadn't been paying attention to it. See if you can now say, oh, wow, yeah, this is happening. You know, maybe they're trying to tell me something. Wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance, COVID is still out there, monkeypox is still out there, and now polio is now out there. People, protect yourself. Whatever you have to do, stay safe, stay healthy, stay hydrated with all this heat going on. Make sure that you're wearing your protective clothing so that you don't get burned. Stay out of the water because the sharks are coming in now. I mean, every place you turn, we have something else we have to worry about. If it's not walking around other people or being in a crowd, then you have to worry about trying to cool off at the beaches and you got sharks trying to to bite you. So whatever you do this week, make sure you protect yourself. Make sure you love one another. And until God brings us together again next
0: week. Peace. not playing.